Welcome back, everyone. This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Over the past few episodes, we have been looking at the coronavirus and the events and the decisions based around that. We will be doing the same in this episode. And we will be using some of the points made in the previous episodes to form a point in this one. Or at least try to illustrate further what we have been saying all along. So let us begin. In America, we have a situation where we have a considerable amount of the percentage of people who feel like they are not able to make the decisions for themselves. Now, they would not necessarily think that, but it's obvious that they feel that way. And when people feel that way, they need someone to come along and assure them and to make those decisions for them. In other words, these people need a daddy. And the media has put that daddy in front of you. That daddy is the governor of New York, Mr. Andrew Cuomo. Now, New York has been really hardly hit by the coronavirus. And the media has said that New York is the hardest hit state in the union. It makes sense to think that the possibility of New York being the hardest hit is extremely high because New York City is very densely populated and this virus loves to spread in densely populated areas. There's another aspect that we have to look at as to how this number is so high in comparison to other states. New York is the state that has done the highest amount of testing in the entire United States. So, if you have more testing, you find more virus. So, for that reason as well, New York has more cases of infection. And I'm pretty sure its deaths are more higher, which is anticipated. But I do have to say this, that if more states will do more testing, the gap between infections or the number of infections in New York in comparison to other states will close. But however, for this reason, this reason is used as a mask to put Cuomo in front of the American public, to make him seem like that he is the father figure of the nation. Now, we all know that most of the media does not like Trump. Usually, the president will fill that role, but he is not, simply because, like I said, the media does not like him. So, Andrew Cuomo is filling that role. And just like many politicians and many so-called leaders, he is, in my opinion, loving this role. There are many people who are in power and out of power and who are dreaming of being in power 
These people would love to be in a situation to where they could tell people what to do and be and be seen as a hero or seen as someone as a figure who took care of his people. But folks, this is America. This is a this is a place where people do not need a daddy. It was built on that principle. You cannot have freedom if you have someone telling you what to do in every crisis. This country was designed to leave it up to the people individually to determine what's best for themselves in the situation. So, let's take a look at a country that has allowed their citizens to do that. Have, it, have you ever heard of uh, Sweden's program and in, in how they are handling the coronavirus? Most likely you have not because the news is not going to let you know what's going on there because it is opposite of what's going on here. Sweden has taken approach to where it leaves the restaurants and bars and schools open. And in doing so, they are relying on the sense of responsibility and wisdom of their citizens. The only time when you do hear this in, in the news or in the media, they will say that they feel that Sweden has made a grave mistake. They've always said that. Well, to the contrary, I found this article in Bloomberg. It was written in, on April 19th, 2020. The title is Sweden Says Controversial Virus Strategy Proving Effective. I will begin reading the article. Sweden's unusual approach to fighting the coronavirus pandemic is starting to yield results, according to the country's top epidemiologist. Anders Tegnell, the architect behind Sweden's relatively relaxed response to COVID-19, told local media the latest figures on infection rates and fatalities indicate the situation is starting to stabilize. Later on on the article, moving down further, it says that Sweden has left its schools, gyms, cafes, bars, and restaurants open throughout the spread of the pandemic. Instead, the government has urged citizens to act responsibly and follow social distance guidelines. So it seems like that Sweden has out-American America, especially when you take New York into consideration. Daddy Governor Cuomo has shut down the economy and says that he doesn't mind if anybody blames him. But if you really look at what's going on here, in New York, the economy is not shut down. What's really shut down is the ability for people to continue or seek their livelihoods. Now, why is that? Well, like I said in the previous episode, most people are not allowed to work or to make a living, but at the same time, they have to pay their bills. That is a fast track to the destruction of a livelihood. That is really what's going on. And Cuomo said you can place the blame on him because he does not care. 
He knows that in New York, because of the years and years and years and years of corruption, the people are so apathetic here in New York that most likely he will not be voted out of the seat of governor or there would not be any consequences. So he has no problem of taking the blame of that. Meanwhile, people are suffering. Now, you would think that folks would be more susceptible to another wave of the coronavirus if they are not able to take care of themselves. They wouldn't be able to eat properly. And if you don't eat properly, you're susceptible to any illness, let alone the coronavirus. So meanwhile, people are not able to seek a livelihood. It is a sledgehammer approach. It is a typical New York State approach. It seems like that over the past decades that the only tool that the, that the state of New York have in, has in its toolbox is a sledgehammer. Meanwhile, we have Sweden. Instead of using a sledgehammer, they use a wrench and a screwdriver, maybe some eyeglasses so they can really magnify and see what the effects are going to be. They've said in Sweden that, you know, the citizens of our country are mature enough to decide for themselves what is best. They have the wisdom to understand how to carry themselves in society in the middle of the pandemic. And they put trust in their citizens that they will know that they cannot carry on as business as usual. They will have to make certain changes. But they but as a result, because they know that their citizens know that, that they can keep things such as restaurants and bars and schools open because they know that their citizens will make the changes in their conduct. However, here in, in this country, in New York State in particular, that trust was not placed on its citizens. And the governor has said that I am your daddy and I will tell you what to do. I will come and tuck you in and pat you on the head when you do good. And I will punish you when you do not do well. And as a result, the citizens of New York State, their freedoms and their responsibilities has been greatly reduced to the point to where they are not able to seek a livelihood. And could potentially damage their future and make them also more susceptible to another wave of this virus. You know, you keep people shut in for this long, you artificially reduce the numbers. When people come back outside, the virus is raiding on you. Now, Sweden, on the other hand, they let their people go out. So in, in essence, they're, instead of, taking their medicine in tiny sips. They're taking the medicine in the big gigantic gulp and getting it over with. You know, just ripping the band-aid off. Now, here's some of you saying that, well, more people will die that way. Well, you don't know that. This is not over. Who's to say that in the second wave, Sweden will have far less deaths than everybody else because they have herd immunity. While other places that went through a shutdown 
They do not have herd immunity. Therefore, in the second wave, more people is going to die or more people are going to die. You know, talking about coming out of this shutdown, Andrew Cuomo has said that New York should be built better. He gave an example of 9-11. Now, let me ask you a question. Was this country actually better after 9-11? Personally, I don't think so. We have more, we have a more militarized police force. If you want to get on an airplane, you have to take your shoes off, have the have people go through your bags, go through either either you have to choose to get a pat down or have an x-ray. Is it really better? An act that has infringed on the freedoms and the rights of the people of this country known as the Patriot Act is still in effect from 9-11. It was promised that it was only for the duration of the, uh, of the alarm situation of 9-11 and that after the general situation is done that the Patriot Act would be, would be uh, absolved, but it's still in effect now. Which brings me to another point. After this event, will we have required vaccines? And if we have required vaccines for this, will it be in effect? Will it be in effect for a future period? Are there other mandates that are that have been set here in this particular time period with the coronavirus? Will they continue to be in effect? You have to ask these questions. Now, any of you who have studied history would know that usually when a population has given, has given away its freedoms to the government, the government usually does not give them back. At least not without great tribulation. Good case in point. Like I said earlier, the Patriot Act. Was the Patriot Act rolled back? No, it was not. It was not. It is still here. Now, another thing that Daddy Cuomo or Governor Cuomo spoke about was that the state has no money. Now, I find that very interesting because New York State has one of the highest tax rates in the country. So, you mean to say that all of the taxes that are collected here in New York, that they cannot afford to keep their medical system running, they cannot afford to keep their schools in, in a, uh, in a fav favorable condition? Where's all the money going? Well, if any of you who are out there are asking this question, there are many of us who know that New York State is one of the most corrupt states in the country. You look at situations where you have pay to play, where government officials have given their donors government contracts, you will see that there is corruptions all over the place. As a matter of fact, the Cuomo office of the governor has been uh, suspected of being a part of pay to play. 
So if there's corruption somewhere, you best believe that there's corruption in other places. You know, to give an example of uh, this pay-to-play situation, uh, there's an article that you can read. I'm not going to get really deep into it. It's on this website called The Hill. And it's entitled, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's Own Record Means He Can Forget 2020. In one part of the article, it says that he renewed his pledge to ban large donations shortly before his 2014 re-election, but that didn't stop large donors from stocking his $30 million war chest. He signed an executive order bearing, or barring his own appointees from donating and fundraising, but the New York Times uncovered 890000 worth of their contributions. And these donors will reportedly receive government contracts. Like it says in this part of the article, the, the lists of instances where Cuomo donors reportedly receive contracts, cash incentives, and preference over non-Cuomo donors is too extensive to fit in one place. So that's what this article says. So you have corruption in New York State. And also, Cuomo seems like here from this article, he's not totally clean from it. He's a part of it. Yet he says he has no money. The state has no money. Now, one reason why you could say that is that this state is full of unfunded liabilities. There are pensions coming up from firefighters and police officers that the state cannot pay. So that may be another reason why he is saying that the state has no money and is crying for the federal government to give him or to give the state some money. Maybe it just might take some of this some of this money and put it towards the unfunded liabilities that are due. It is unfortunate that a state with such a high tax in many areas is calling for the federal government to come in and give it money. In essence, it's using its citizens, its money twice via through the state taxes and via the federal government taxes. Also on top of that, he is asking for citizens of other states to give their money via the federal government to the state of New York. This, in essence, is using the federal government as a centralized power. This country was not designed to work that way initially. Moving on. America, we do not need a daddy. This country was designed to where we are able to take responsibility for ourselves and exercise our own wisdom. That's what freedom is. But in this situation, in many cases across this country, the ability for people to exercise their, their wisdom and their responsibility has been subdued. It has been pushed down. It has been restricted in some cases. This isn't America. Meanwhile, we have Sweden who has allowed 
or should I say, has enabled their citizens to display wisdom. They have out America, or they have out America, America. So as we come out of this, we have to be aware of what's really going on and make sure that our freedoms are not lost. Our rights are not lost and our ability to exercise our wisdom and responsibility is not lost. It's coming. And what are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue to hide in our beds and have daddies like governors to come and pat you on to pat us on the head? Or are we going to actually get out of our beds and seize our lives and take responsibility? Thank you so much for listening. This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Thank you.